0: Hi, I am Ozzy Jurok. I have I am the host of OzBuzz and I have the privilege today to talk to the senior editor at the BIV Media Group and in case you're wondering what that fancy title all entails, he edits some seven magazines for that group. He is editor of the Western Investor, which has to be the absolute quintessential commercial real estate paper in invest on in Canada if not the world <laughs> and of course he's a real estate reporter for business in Vancouver which is the business uh, paper welcome Frank O'Brien thank you Ozzy I'm glad to be here tell me a little bit how did you start uh, did how did you become a writer or want to be a writer <laughs> well uh,
1: the first time I ever got published I was 13 years old actually I wrote a letter to the editor uh, my local newspaper back in Ontario and uh, they ran a headline on it uh, student rebukes us for fuzzy opinion <laughs> and after after the phone stopped ringing from everybody in the neighborhood and all my uh, all my relatives I thought well there's something in this yeah and uh, I studied uh, I studied journalism in Ottawa and uh, after I graduated I worked uh, for a number of papers uh, and I uh, I wrote for Maclean's magazine the Globe and Mail, Financial Post, Financial Times in those days and uh, then I settled in Vancouver. Here, I helped launch the real estate weeklies, just as a part-time. Right, game. yeah, And they and were very
0: successful. Like there was a f- different edition in every uh, in every suburb. That's right. We started. It, Dave Maitland started it
1: actually, and I was his first employee. Uh, that was in 1978, and uh, I got hooked on the real estate scene. And um, and then I I just I just built out that up. I became a, a, a kind of a specialist in real estate and construction. I I edited. Um, the biggest home builder magazine in Canada for over a decade out of Montreal from here and uh, and uh, then I started with B.I.B. Uh, first just doing some you know freelance contract work and then uh, about 20 years ago I came in full time with the staff there and uh, I've been with them ever since. I do a little freelance on the side but uh, uh, you know commentary and that type of thing.
0: Well I think one of your strengths has always been you tell it like it is right you tell it like you see it in today's world we don't have any opinion pieces anymore you know like I'm not talking about real estate necessarily but if you if you look in and just the world news for instance it seems to be that everybody picks up a Reuters feed or something and then they they regurgitate it without even their own opinion. You, you're very known for having opinions, and so that's why I'm very happy to have you here in February 2019. <laughs> when everybody is wondering what the heck is going to happen in real estate, right? well, I'll tell you exactly what'll happen. In yeah, real good. <laughs> of course. <laughs>
1: uh, well, that's the problem today. Uh, uh, one of my, one of my the, the things I do is is I read every newspaper across Canada every every week from Halifax right through to Victoria. I flip through them all. And it's it's depressing in a way because you're reading the very same story in Halifax as you're reading
0: in Victoria yeah, yeah. you know without any local color without any b-
1: local color or there's there's a very but also is not only the lack of reporting which I understand because there's been serious cutbacks sure. in, in the print media you know I'm like the Vancouver and Province are now is of our of the same ni- newsroom which is unfortunate but the But the Edmonton you know paper they're running the the very same fees as Vancouver is and like that so what happens is it's not only the lack of reporting but it's just the general laziness of it in in that a a story gets a certain theme and that's the theme for all all the mainstream media nobody questions it nobody says um, like why is this happening you know And, and how could it you know like how could it be different and I think it's because if all of the reporters stopped looking at Facebook, yeah. shredded <laughs> all their <laughs> press releases for just a week, yeah, just shredded <laughs> them and didn't look
0: at Instagram,
1: yeah. we would get a whole different perspective on what's uh, happening. Probably
0: that's true for everybody right? Mm. But that's probably also how fake news just are put out and then everybody picks them up. Uh-huh. I mean you have an opinion about the grey, grey truth between the black and white headlines versus reality Mm -hmm. and and that's that's really what it is everybody picks up the same right like like the theme in the Vancouver real estate market right now
1: is uh you know uh, rich foreign investors or you know have come in and and destroyed this market and everybody's living Uh, out on the street and (laughs) and they can't afford a place to live right where the, the reality of it is is that in Vancouver last year just example in Vancouver last year the the headlines are the the housing market has crashed, right. especially the single family housing market. Right. Well, in Vancouver last just in the city of Vancouver last year there was seventy two house seventy two hundred detached houses sold yeah. for over million yeah. a million dollars each. Not exactly of, a crash. Not exactly <laughs> a crash. Any city in the world, oh my god, what a great market. <laughs> yeah. You know. But the but the photograph is the guy on Hastings Street in a yeah. can't. Right, you know this is this is what the story is and and with the homeless situation in Vancouver I know it's it's severe but it's getting worse despite all the money that we put into it because it's ten degrees here in Vancouver today it's it's 30 below in Winnipeg if you're if you're you know know, so you 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 can never solve the homeless the hardcore homeless problem because there's a never-ending stream of people want to come into sure. into BC. Yeah. Simply because we've got a very, very, we've a very generous safety net and we have
0: great weather. Yeah, well, and, and it's true and we have to understand that uh, that is gonna be built in sort of almost forever. You know, we're not gonna change that. But we aggravated by blaming a certain segment of society. You know, if you work hard and then you, uh, you know, buy yourself a, a ski home somewhere in the interior and in, in the wrong city in the <laughs> interior, say right. Kelowna all of a sudden you're a speculator and of course half the world sort of cheers yeah this terrible rich person you're not a terrible rich person we have clients that are want to be six months in vancouver and six months in a ski resort now they have got to be an empty home tax in vancouver because they're speculators and and then they have to pay the speculation tax in the ski resort they're caught sort of in the middle instead Mm -hmm. of being celebrated as being part of a strong economy Exactly. everybody can go on to their future best.
1: And that's why I, I think a lot of people <laughs> are saying well maybe I should be looking back down to Phoenix again. Looking back down in Las Vegas oh. you know where they welcome yeah. Canadian money down there. Yeah. It's it's ironic in Vancouver where, where people say oh it's the foreign buyers but yet a single woman in West Vancouver is the single biggest landlord or the third biggest landlord I believe in Phoenix Arizona right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, she's welcome that? down there yeah. she's seen as a as, yeah. a, as a benefit yeah.
1: which she is.
0: Yeah well it's Janet LePage you're talking about exactly. and Janet of course we did a podcast with her and she did accumulate 10,000 uh, <laughs> those right. with a billion dollars of real estate in under five years at mm-hmm. age 37. while well, she had two kids. I mean, you know. I, I mean, know. What happened to us, Frank? I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, I feel I feel underprivileged when I listen to that. <laughs> but you're right, it, and it isn't just he or her extraordinary achievement. A lot of Vancouverites, or a lot of Canadians, go down there for a reason. We're not mm-hmm. immediately vilified as some strange people that are foreign. I imagine there would have the foreign sales tax be put on our Palm Springs holdings as Canadians. Yeah, we would exactly. be outraged. And you know. Well Canada well BC right now is unique in the world
1: that we have the highest foreign buyer tax in the entire world at twenty percent. Twenty percent. it's it's absolutely unbelievable. And and I think it's really it's really biting into the economy here. It's not only really that, that that some people aren't buying right now it's the message that we send out to the world, saying you're Don't not come. welcome here. Yeah. Don't come here because we're going to, we're going to tie you up in red tape and we're going to tax you to death.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so when you when you see the, um, you know, um, the world ahead of you, I mean, are you bullish? Are you negative? I mean, you've been through a lot of real estate cycles. Is this one different or the same? Or? Well, this one is really different, Ozzy. and this is why
1: I'm so bullish that it's going to be. It's going to be shallow and brutal but it's going to be it's going to be brutal but it's going to be shallow because <clears throat> there is no reason for this bust. In the previous bust like in 81 right there was there was runaway inflation. 16% the, the interest, interest rate was 21%. Yeah. I bought a house in Surrey and I paid 18% <laughs> on my mortgage yeah. and I thought wow that's pretty good right. <laughs> yeah you know and but and then in we had the world the world financial crisis in '08, and and the market crashed here like it did everywhere else but right now British Columbia's got the lowest unemployment rate in the country right we've got a, a strong economy strong it's a, GDP it's a diversified economy we're not a, it's not just mining and forestry and like that Amazon's coming in and, right. and the Amazon effect is what people really don't understand they're going to be the biggest landlord in Vancouver in two years. They've already leased and pre-leased seven hundred fifty thousand square <laughs> feet of space. Uh, They've taken most of the post building uh, where the the you know the Canada Post building is going to be uh, developed they took an entire building, entire building that's being built at 401 West Georgia Street. The entire building, they took one company. Yeah. They're gonna have 3,500 employees making over $100,000 a year each,
0: and they're all gonna be in Vancouver. And they picked us for a reason, right? They weren't scared about our prices or no, exactly. scared about they're looking at quality of life and environment and then being central you know we forget sometimes that Vancouver is in the middle of the world I can talk to my uh, european clients in the morning and in the afternoon I can talk to my chinese clients mm-hmm. where can you do that in the same business day so we are we have a, a different kind of a place to Exactly live. and we're
1: in the t- very same time zone as Los Angeles San Francisco and the Silicon Valley which is so important for our movie industry and our tech industry we're in the same path we're the Cascadia and but if you read the if you read the media coverage of the real estate market, it's crashing now and it's not coming back, and yeah. you know, and you know, it's all doom and gloom. I am so bullish. Yeah. Uh, in the last two years, because of the changes to the federal immigration policy, yeah. we allowed into Canada the same population as Surrey. Six hundred three thousand people. It's okay. five hundred ninety-six thousand. Sorry, by the way. Okay, that's in two years. Yeah. A population the size of Surrey, All right. right? Into yeah. Canada, sixty thousand coming into BC this yeah. year. Yeah. Next yeah. year, it could be sixty-five thousand. Right. It, it it could be like nationally three hundred forty thousand within yeah. the next year. This is 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 a huge change. So you add that to a robust economy. A the lowest population or the lowest unemployment rate in the country there's no reason for this bus which is why we have the government the media and even the real estate industry scratching their heads running around nobody has
0: seen this has been is unprecedented. That's right So they're I, trying guess, I mean you're so right I mean, when we look at the immigration figures uh, in the third quarter we were up eight percent at twenty two thousand people yeah. just in the third quarter and people saying it's really way down well it isn't like you said year-over-year year, till the end of September it's over 60,000 uh-huh. I imagine if as a family of two there be 30,000 housing units that we either have to have for rent available or to right. purchase available right all these people come usually come a lot of them come with their own money and mm-hmm. you know they come in, in to help us uh, grow there's no question about it so if it looks so rosy why are sales down then? well sales are down sales are down because
1: people are afraid mm-hmm and the foreign buyers tax had a big had a big thing. Sure. In it. The foreign buyers ta- when the foreign buyers were active here and they were busy here in, in, in BC, well now they're they're leaving, okay? They've they've left. And
0: they're going to Seattle, they're going to Toronto, they're going to, to Toronto to, Seattle. To go to and,
1: and 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 to Malaysia and yeah. the Philippines and sure. to Japan and right. everywhere else. Everybody says come bring your money and yeah. kiss you on both cheeks. Right. Yeah. So what's left here in Vancouver is that we've got a smaller a smaller group of buyers and the income levels in in Vancouver simply do not support million-dollar houses right but if you look out on the street right now there are more people coming to open houses they aren't no. they're, they're not buying right now but the traffic is up at the open houses the immigration levels are higher I've talked to realtors saying that are that they're getting more calls you know and pre-sales on in that are affordable, as uh, in Surrey, sure. they're still doing very well. Sure, I think there's a
0: pent-up demand building that is going to explode, and it could come sooner than people think. Well, the thing is also, I think you make the point in your articles that we really have two markets. We have a residential market and we have a commercial market that's never been hotter. Oh. <laughs> for foreigners, foreigners don't have a tax to pay, an I extra know. tax to pay on the commercial market. I know,
1: or on land. Yeah. If you buy residential land you don't pay the That's right. Foreign so buy land fee. and build a house. Yeah. Once a house is built the the buyers of it have have to pay the tax yeah. if they're a foreign buyer. Yeah. But when you buy the land itself you don't you don't pay the tax. Yeah. See? So so that is where you see some really big plays. Like uh, the Collier's just released their uh, land share report. Well, they're releasing it this week and I happen to get an early copy of it. And uh, <coughs> if you look at what happened you know for example 168 million for a for a lot in the West End of Vancouver bought by a Chinese buyer right yeah. that is you know that's that is huge huge yeah. investments and uh, and uh, if you look at the Fraser Valley right now Port Kells area very 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 hot area it's going to be big
0: mm-hmm. uh, it's uh. It's already grown dramatically over the years. Yeah, it so. has.
1: But they're just getting the infrastructure in right now, and the developer that's come in there—he's he's bought 80 acres, the first big step into the Annabelle area, and uh, he's pre-loading the site from his own pocket. <laughs> so. He he's paying the infrastructure he's paying all the upfront costs if the city signs off on it which i think they will they've had a zone for quite a while for a higher density this is all like Mm -hmm. one acre two acres five acre parcels and they're going right now for two million dollars an acre so and uh that's where that's where the big money is going right now well i'm gonna look at
0: the industrial vacancy rates and the commercial vacancy rates are the lowest in north america right and uh, so certainly uh, it's not all the foreign buyers tax of course, but it's also not all Chinese money. You know a German industrialist bought the, mm-hmm. the Where the, uh, the hotel is on Georgia and Borat, mm-hmm. right at that whole uh, site uh, for some $345 million and right I think West Van is probably owned just as much by Iranians as it is uh, mm-hmm. Chinese I mean we worldwide are now being rated under for the organization of foreign investment in real estate, they're number three in terms of safety. Mm-hmm. So some somebody goes into their financial advisor in Abu Dhabi and say, where should I go? And he says, well, number one is US, number two is Germany, but you might look at Canada, yeah. they're number three. You know? So you have that all as a backbone to our markets. Well, see, that that would
1: have been true up until uh, a couple of years ago, uh, until we got the the governments that we're saddled with now in, yeah. in British Columbia yeah. and in and in Ottawa, I'm afraid, yeah. they are sending a big, strong message out to the world: like, don't, don't come here. Yeah. It's, it's it's tragedy, really. Like, look at Whistler; it doesn't have a foreign buyers tax, and oh right. it doesn't have a speculation tax, yeah. and it's got huge American investment. Yeah. And well, the Americans actually bought Whistler, right. you know, Yeah, the yeah. Whole thing. Yeah. You know, uh, would they have come in if they would have had to pay 20 percent? on buying it.
0: Exactly, even if the dollar is down it's uh, but it's it's you're right Uh, the federal government generally used to be anti-investment, anti-pipelines even though they had to buy one but Mm -hmm. they're anti the investment uh, the big multi-billion dollar investment looking at Canada and saying it takes me seven years to get it into an approval process that then takes another five years and a billion Mm -hmm. and so they say you know what else is there in the world. And and a real problem is too is that you can't
1: trust the government anymore, right? See, this is the thing. Like, here's a, here's a good example. In Surrey, they had had approved, had the money all set, signed off by three levels of government right. to build the LRT line from mm-hmm. Guildford Downey to Newton. You know, right. simple little train line would have been an excellent thing. A lot of people, because the government said it was they were going to go and they had zoned it all for a higher density, they went out and they bought land along there, which is only natural because right. they're going to need you know density around the cores well then the new government comes in and says "Uh -uh, we're not going to build it anymore we're going to go a different direction we're going to go SkyTrain. And here
0: we had the money in the bank and it it was approved at all levels and now it's going to be another two years and we don't know where that money is going to come from and it's politics.
1: Uh, See they talked about the LRT for 20 years (laughs) before they built it. The the SkyTrain is not approved yet. No. So what's an investor to do? Is he saying and where's a family saying, I want to live near transit, I want to go to Langley or, yeah. or Surrey. Or just get Newton or wherever. Yeah. yeah, so, but we want to be close to a transit because I work in sure. downtown Vancouver. Yeah. The government said that they're going to do this, so right. they go to
0: zone there, right. you know. So, Well, in addition, we have local councils have enormous power. There's a developer, I understand, in White Rock who had an approval for a, a, a I think an 18 storey or 20 storey and then with a fell stroke it was now reduced to 12 stories. Well, I've been years and years waiting to get everything approved. I'm now ready to go and then I said well you, mm-hmm. your numbers don't work anymore.
1: North Vancouver district another perfect example. In Edgemont a, a development that was totally approved all the way through had yeah. met every environmental guideline, yeah. top quality construction, the whole thing was yeah. set to go uh, and it's dead now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean
0: it's it's mind-boggling. New Westminster last week came out and said that uh, all of the the developments uh, the certain area Mm -hmm. can only be used for a rental purpose or whatever, immediately devaluing the land by 50%. Exactly. So you're wondering where's all that money going to come from to build all that? You know the NDP said we're going to build it together with industry. Really? You're zapping me with one hand and the other hand you want me to invest together with you?
1: See and if you start to lose, I would talk to to, uh, to a top developer and realtor in Surrey this morning. And he said to me, he's an Iranian guy, he's been in, but he's been here for years. And he said, if you can't trust the government, why are we here? You know, If you can't trust the government, and he does trust it. He thinks the SkyTrain's gonna go ahead and everything, even when I pointed out that that it could be years away. And he said, you know, but he said, if you can't trust the government, then why are we here, what, you know?
0: This what is, this is why so I took such an issue when the foreign buyers tax was put in, okay, so from January 1 it's in, but no, they've been retroactive for years. So I here I'm a small investor, let's say I want to put a company up in Richmond, I'm coming from the United States, it's going to take me three or four years, a few million dollars, before I actually make some money. But then mm-hmm. I say they're going to change the rules on me, they just changed it. Right. retro It was not necessary. Yeah. It was zapping Canadians more than others. You mm. wonder sometimes whether the people in the government are different, <laughs> different mm-hmm. thinkers, or different. Uh, under the umbrella of affordability, they make right. it more expensive. Right. I I think you know
1: if you look at the at the pipeline issue, for example, you know, uh, when I look at at the latest one, the weakest. The of Satan, I think it's yeah. called, yeah. Uh, up in the north. There they went to stop the pipeline there yeah. with a very, very small grou- group of people. Yeah. I f- l- look at that, and I think of BC itself. Yeah, you know where <coughs> social media, a small vocal minority. Right and people who want to go back to a way of life that is gone yeah. forever wash right? your laundry in the creek you know? right <laughs> exactly well in vancouver that old economy of the single-family detached house and everybody working in the factory for 30 yeah. years that is gone it's sure. a gig economy It's not come back now. either it's not coming back right we have to face this new reality and we can do it
0: environmentally wise you sure. know we can do it but we can't stop it no. we can't stop it but well, particularly when you look some of those environmental groups are funded by outside the country people that want to keep Canada sort of landlocked like, yeah the
1: theme I think is the, is to keep the Alberta landlocked yeah. that's the whole that's yeah. the whole theme yeah. and why they're picking on us I don't know it's,
0: it's funny it's the rest of the world you find oil they have a celebration I think Britain <laughs> awarded something like 80 million dollars to a company when they're in the North North Sea when they right. found another uh, well just earlier this year so yeah. they give the money hey congratulations we actually can pay for our yeah. retirees would
1: be seen as a, as a
0: crisis yeah and then half the native uh, brands voted against the oil tankers and voted for the LNG tankers they're still tankers <laughs> <you know? laughs> <I know. laughs> well I know. I know. it looks to me like Frank that you and I we have really all the answers yeah, but of course. let's just <laughs> shift gears let's take <laughs> your general take on the multifamily market uh,
1: well see <laughs> I like to look at Main Street I, this is one in country, Calgary right in there, yeah. Calgary they, they, uh, you know, they they've they've been really, really mm-hmm. smart. And if and if you look at if you look at what they did four years ago when everybody was running for the hills in yeah. Calgary, yeah. Main Street started buying. Now they look they buy uh, uh, mid level apartments, eight hundred dollar a month rent. This is right. what their that's what the focus right. is, right? So they went out and they started buying and they started buying they've been buying right up to like this year They're still buying right Right. now when everybody is still selling. It's like almost counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah, exactly and but it paid off right now because Even if the economy is low people still have to live somewhere They still have to rent and they're going into to the mid-level rentals So he does the renovations. He fixes up nice. He raises the rent up a little bit and, and he's full. He mm-hmm. he's gotten he, you know, he's running very, very high vacancies and the highest revenue stream in five years before the downturn. See? In Vancouver that's what people should be doing right now. Sure. You know, because everybody's bailing out of the of the multi family market, the prices are too high, uh, you know, it's hard to get things zoned in like that. But the existing apartment buildings in Vancouver are still a, are well, maybe not in the city of Vancouver because the the banks are very, very nervous about uh, multifamily right now. Yeah. Because of
0: Sure. And so they make it much harder to get the financing, you need a lot more cash equity. They say
1: I, I've talked to you know, realtors and the people out in the multifamily market and they say right now
0: on the west side of Vancouver, if you don't have seventy percent down, you won't be able to get financing. CMHC CMHC is starting to uh, you know they'll go better but they have their own evaluation they may not use your appraisal they have their own appraisal which is usually less so again you need more cash to come down it's it's I tell people when they they're they're happy that they have a pre-approval that doesn't mean that you actually have the money available Mm -hmm. because when things change banks tighten up and say well I never got your employment record I never get this and that anyways the point is multifamily uh, when you have really low vacancy, mm-hmm. you know, and and we talked earlier about Janet LePage and Phoenix, one of the the secrets really is to buy that $800 income rent. You don't worry really about the economy. If at 800 a month the costs are paid and you can do upgrades, maybe put in washing machine and dryers or renovate mm-hmm. and clean it up, then maybe a year or two from now you have a higher valuation of the building, get up good financing, right. and to some extent you can pay back the investor some of the money. Exactly, so it's really right good thing to do mm-hmm. we don't have to build obviously absolute luxury no because it's a smaller market although I tell you in Vancouver we have some brilliant developer you look at Ian Gillespie and I, I just love the stories it tells about you know whether it's Vancouver house or uh, uh-huh. I was listening to him uh, about the Oakridge redevelopment. Uh-huh. We're talking like two thousand oh. dollars a foot and yeah, more, right? It's be but he huge. talks about balconies as sanctuaries, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if we have these visionaries <laughs> at the same time, and there's still a demand for for right. for this kind of environment. But the, the lower income uh, family, the eight hundred to fifteen hundred, is where the money is for the developers, which uh, Calgary Main Street has proven. Yeah. Uh, and and I think if you're if you already
1: own in a property building in Vancouver, you're going to get fat. You can't help it because the vacant the uh, rents are going up about six percent a year. The vacancy rate's almost zero. You can't really lose if you're investing right now. It's tough to make the numbers work though because you're talking five hundred, six hundred thousand yeah. dollars per yeah. unit for older buildings. But okay, don't look at Vancouver. Take that same money. Go to Abbotsford. Go to sure. Kamloops. Yeah. Chilliwack would be yeah. a good bet too, and that's where that $800 to $1,200 a month rent really works and, and, you've, and you've got steady, sure. steady tenants, right? Uh, we had, a,
0: we had a, my partners and I had a building in Kamloops, I guess, years ago. We had 48 suites. Uh-huh. It was cash, fl- cash flowing like a, yeah. like a bandit, you yeah. know. You also like some in Alberta, if you're brave,
1: I guess. If you're brave, yeah. Lethbridge, and here's a, here's a long shot out of the blue. Fort McMurray, Fort McMurray. Okay, yeah. It's uh, they've, uh, I have this this friend Dale hotel and and I know some people knock the guy and everything because he's he's taken analytic uh, stock market yeah. and yeah, applied yeah. it I've to real estate, them, yeah. yeah, and applied to real estate, but he's not very bullish this year though. No, he's not. Huh? He's not, but he's surprisingly bullish on uh, on Fort McMurray. Oh yeah, right? okay. See, because they. Because they rebuilt the whole town, sure, with 2,400 insurance houses, yeah. right? And so you, now you got brand new houses, but the same price as they were
0: in, in 2006, so, hey. Well students. to some extent it's true, I remember when Kelowna was a big fire zone, you know, and everybody, I, I went up there, I was hired to make a positive speech, but by the time I got there they realized this town was booming <laughs> because all the workers were coming yeah. in, insurance was building, right? There was no vacancy in no yeah. hotels, you know. So you know, yes, the, the fire can, I mean, of course, there are losses and so on, but yeah. fire can be beneficial. Yeah. And, and now, and but and but and uh, I think Fort McMurray, of course, scares everybody because everybody's scared about pipelines and all the other right. stuff that's yeah. going on, you know, so.
1: Yeah, but for a long-term play, Fort
0: McMurray could be the yeah, then Grand Prairie could even be better. Oh, so you heard it here first. I made a speech in Grand Prairie two years ago, and I was amazed actually how well that city was functioning. Uh-huh. Really, like when you're in Vancouver, at you said earlier, 10, ten above. Well, Grand Prairie doesn't know 10 above, right? <laughs> That's summertime. But then, the yeah. way the sporting are, the way all the events are attended. I went to a Rotary, yeah. a Rotary event where there are 500 people attending. You know, when there's there's sometimes, even in Winnipeg, there seems to be almost more of an esprit of core. The gold mm-hmm. <laughs> brings you together. Yeah. Well look Frank, what is your best scenario for our fine province?
1: Well, uh,
0: the election last night in Nanaimo was, uh, was yeah. a bit of a
1: blow because I was really hoping, yeah. my best case scenario, a quick spring election, yeah. the Liberals get back in power, the speculation tax is pulled, the pipelines get started without any BS. <coughs> the LNG uh,
0: is clear for a, a yeah. takeoff with with a clean slate, yeah. you know. Because we, even though now it's all a poof and the money's there. It's still not really because
1: you can't <laughs> trust the government. You that's see, right. this is the whole thing. This is the whole thing that's really, really hurting us right now. Is you can't trust the government. We always could before. <coughs> this is why it's so unprecedented You know, unprecedented. We don't know what they're going to do there's going to be a tweet tomorrow from Trump and there's going to be uh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know like the the Twitter verse is going to explode over yeah. some something yeah. and and the government is going to look at that and change their mind on a, on a serious before. policy that you don't
0: that you never you saw coming do that you know you and, it, I mean, that. and it's and it's it's not just of course uh, Canada We're worldwide we have a polarization of the population and if you're not in you're out and if you're not right. ag- for me then you're against me mm-hmm. and in today you know it's a I was joking once I said uh, I was quoting um, Clint Eastwood, he, he called the excuse me, but he called Americans to be becoming a, a kiss-ass society. You've got to kiss somebody's <laughs> ass so that you belong, right? <laughs> right? And it's true, right? We're a little scared to say it out loud because the moment you do, you're labeled, right? You're labeled. You ask yeah. a question on why we spent this money, say, on in, in Ontario on windmills and just want to know where the four hundred million dollars went, right? And right. you're, of course, you're the antichrist you're, you're because a, you're an yeah. anti-environmentalist. Yeah. Or if you ask a native question, you're a racist. No, you're not. You're just asking and opening a discussion okay that was your best case well quick spring election I guess Mm. this just was just a gleam in your eye yes now we've got (laughs) the worst case what do you think well the worst case I think I summed it up in my editorial uh, that was
1: brilliant by the way (laughs) (laughs) this month in Western Investments you know I pointed out and this and it's still going right now is that it's taken sustained stupidity (laughs) but our governments are you know, have finally managed to start to bring down one of the strongest
0: economies in the free world. Yeah, and and it's I like your heading. Oops, sorry about destroying the economy. <laughs> you know, I mean.
1: Yeah. Well. Well, when the Bank of Canada came out in a statement on January 9th, saying uh, more or less apologizing, yeah. saying we overshot. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, the 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 uh, the mortgage stress test, raising the interest rates three times. Yeah. And then the piling on of the of the of the regulations in Ontario and especially in British Columbia and sure. the taxes on top of that, uh, we overshot, and it it made a much a much larger and negative impact on the economy than we thought it would. <laughs> well, oops. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: sorry about that, right? But and in the meantime we've got people, you know, yeah. m- making bets that, that they never anticipated to face this kind of opposition. Right, you know? and you've got people
1: that, who in all good faith bought a house, you know, because they worked hard of their life and the house happened to be hit, a, a, you know, a $3 million assessment. Well, then all of a sudden, they've got to start paying another tax on top of, sure. on top of the property sure. tax yeah. and escalate it like that. It's crazy. Like, you know, when you can't trust the government, then you really,
0: you're really, really in, in serious trouble when you don't have the stability at the top. Well, even just the way they're, they're the speculation tax, everybody has to fill out the form, even if you have absolutely nothing uh, on, a, no, on see, a rental basis. See, uh, like, I'm really happy about that one thing, because I think
1: that's going to force people to, to really look at the government that we have. Yeah,
0: but it didn't last night. Right? I, I mean know. in Nanaimo and apparently they were all upset about it too but it's think about it here you have to fill out a form first of all now they really know everything about you right it's supposed they said last night it was taking a minute uh, I've heard it's 20 minutes yeah. and most. Uh, and if you don't do it you have to pay the tax I mean what, what and if you've joined ownership on the home which most, yeah, most American both, company, yeah. you both have to, have fill, to it fill out yeah yeah you, have, you know even because, but I think it's almost setting the stage for more taxes later on down the road. Exactly, you know? because exactly. they're dreaming about doing away with the a specul- uh, homeowner, uh, capital gains tax free, free yeah. capital uh, couple capital gain. Uh, that's, uh, you know, there's just the most that's annoying thing. Well, look, anybody that uh, is interested in the housing market, first of all, they should subscribe to the Western Investor. It's the must <laughs> own real uh, real estate paper and it's just no question about it and but also your article oops sorry about destroying the economy if you do nothing else google that and get it but uh, let's look at business in Vancouver a newspaper also it's been there a long time and it's always uh, a really people are that are not business-oriented they think well maybe it's all only for business but it isn't maybe why should advertisers and subscribers uh, go get the uh, business well, in Vancouver
1: well well, the first thing you have to realize is that every story eventually is a business story. Sure. And that, and so that's why Business of Vancouver has it casts a fairly wide net. But the thing I love about Business of Vancouver is that we are not a parrot. <clears throat> we don't run the, the C P feeds. If it runs in the Vancouver Sun, you probably won't see it in the in in, in business in Vancouver, where on the other side it's we're open game. Like if you look at uh, like for example the Renex feed out of Toronto, if you count the number of stories that originated from business in Vancouver (laughs) or from Western Investor in that, it's it's amazing that you know considering who we're competing against here so that's what i really like about business in vancouver it gets out on the street it gets out and talks with people it really goes out and digs
0: up stories rather than just take oh here's a press release from so and so and i think Why that's not? so important because even if i may not agree with the story at least i have a viewpoint right exactly. that i can right. measure myself against and so i mean the you said earlier that you know um, um, the media has lost some respect you know uh, primarily as fake news there's all of this stuff going on and primarily regurgitating of mm-hmm. the news so what can the media do to gain well, that respect? Well first of back? all they should
1: any reporter especially a business reporter you yeah. know has to get out of the office off the screen and talk to people <laughs> go out and actually see <laughs> what's going on yeah. you know talk yeah. to the people that are really affected right. by what the government changes are where the interest rates are whatever go out and talk to people on the street like talk to people in their in their offices not in, from your office and tread all of the press releases for a month
0: <laughs> yeah, Honest like to God.
1: honest <laughs> to God, God, because if yeah. you've got the press release yeah. on your screen every other reporter in the country has got the very same press release on. Your not screen. very unique not, not very really unique. Your, your opinion yeah. right? and uh, and if uh, and, uh, you run with it and a lot of them run it because of you know the the pressure because everything is not only all, uh, in print but online. Sure. And if you don't go with it, so something else will go with it, then right. you're behind the eight ball. Right. So they all go with it immediately right. without fact checking it. Right. Without
0: fact checking yeah. it. Yeah. You see? So I mean there's so many examples of that now where they where they all go nuts because of their bias to start with right yeah and I don't actually I mean in the newspaper my wife always still likes the Globe and Mail because she sees more opinion pieces there than and many other publications mm-hmm. but I've always of course I have a real estate band so I'm always been an ardent reader of business in Vancouver and Western investor no right. question about it okay yeah. so then finally tell me what's the biggest impact on BC housing sales because we have at the lowest months in December mm-hmm. since two thousand and
1: one. I think there was only
0: four houses or
1: seven houses sold on the whole west side in December. See? Yeah. So and the whole thing is confidence. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't like people don't realize that 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 Vancouver is just is a small city on the cusp of greatness. And if you buy in Vancouver right now, even at the prices that like the prices have come down but still if you want a nice house on the west side it's going to cost you two million dollars sure okay. that's going to be a bargain five <laughs> years from now that will be a bargain your grandchildren <laughs> will get down and kiss your feet for doing that and you don't have a house for sale right now in vancouver no right i do. don't no i don't no i don't but my house on the sunshine coast is finally it has gone up in value
0: (laughs) even even the sunshine coast can be saved okay then so all right so you like do you like vancouver do you like anything else and you like let's bridge in alberta what what else do you like in bc
1: Uh, i like vancouver island i think it's going to be the uh, i think it's going to be because of the demographics in canada i think it's going to catch a huge a huge retirement wave like it already has like like you go to it like of the 10 of the ten cities in Canada with the, the highest seniors population, seven of them are in British Columbia and five of them are on Vancouver Island. Yeah. So th- this is, this is, I think that the Vancouver Island is still undiscovered in a way. Yeah. You know, Tofino and Yakula yeah. are fantastic, and yeah. people really don't realize what's happening over there. And and on the east side of the coast, all the way from Parshfield, Camel River down, sure. it, it's yeah. paradise. Yeah. It, it really is. And I think Vancouver Island, it, uh, uh, Nanaimo, yeah. and Nanaimo down to Victoria, I think that is. I a, would a agree a great with area. you. We have
0: a good friend of ours, Rick Hogendorn. We also did an interview with him. He has a building in Langford and you know so you can buy a brand new condominium really close to one of the finest cities uh, in the world like Victoria right. and everything is under five hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars right I mean he, he sometimes shows a picture of a wartime bungalow on the west side <laughs> you know <laughs> like two bedroom piece of junk at a million eight right. and then he shows you a picture in yeah, Victoria five and it's, yeah, yeah it's like a mansion right. with yeah. five
1: thousand square feet there, there there's a couple of uh, spots I'm, I'm looking at the one is Oliver Okay. In, yeah. in, in in South Oak okay. There's a development going in there right now. Yeah. I shouldn't mention the name of it's no. called, it's mm-hmm. called Oliver Heights, but yeah. but <laughs> shouldn't mention the name, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got uh, and I've got no interest in this. Yeah, yeah. It just I just know about it. But they build a really smart. They're they're putting in in the first phase I think twenty uh, you know twenty detached houses, but they're all divided that you can do lock offs, you can do You can do a rental
0: suite, like a ski resort
1: resort thing. you can have a rental suite in each one of them if you wanted to, right? And uh, they're under $400,000 and and it's a
0: beautiful area. Well that's what we have so what you see, as you know my ski place is Kimberley and and they are even an investment property, a beautiful duplex will cost you $400,000. It isn't all Vancouver and it seems to me quite often our governments, particularly federal, do all the rules and regulations for Toronto and for Vancouver. right? And when you look at the stress test, not just on a mortgage, but now on the HELOC, the home equity loan as well uh-huh. in Calgary. So and then I at know. the same time, uh, the guy in, in Kimberley can buy maybe a nice little house for $200,000. You won't qualify because now the implied rate, not the real rate, yeah. it is bad, yeah. uh, makes it unaffordable. Who are we running the country for there? And then at the same time, the guy pays a 3.5% interest rate, builds equity in his house, becomes a wealthy man over time, or at least he has the house paid off. At the same time, we allow them to pay 26% on your credit card. And and that's good.
1: And that's good, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Here's 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 one other little thing for the investors out there, maybe got some balls, is uh, Kitimat. Now, ah, now ah, you, have ah, trust, ah, you have to trust. You have to trust the government. You have to trust ah, the government. That they'll, build that they'll build <laughs> this.
0: That they'll actually build this. Okay. You know, in another lifetime, uh, my partners and I we owned 160 condos in Kitimat, yeah. A long time, and it's a long story with Rio Tinto and so on. And uh, we did all right, but it took us eight years. And uh, those those are long shots. You know, the Kiramat, Yeah. You but know, there's there's one minor play, sub play in, in Kitimat. <laughs> the old four
1: plexus the old four plexus and
0: you let just want to repeat you don't own any of those I I would not buy the like I hate to say this to the guys
1: that are are building them but I wouldn't buy those new condos up there they're pricing them they price them way up yeah
0: but the thing is that that that's what makes the world go on people have to make their own decision Kitimat may have an LNG plant then the works is finished Where's the employment? Where's maybe Fort St. John with the montany basis where the drilling is, maybe yeah. the jobs are covered. But that's what gets the investors juices flowing <laughs> right. and that's where they can be right or wrong. And that's an yeah. economy and that's a democracy. Frank, it's just been absolutely brilliant, wonderful to <laughs> chat with Thank you this you. morning. I'm so glad we solved all of the world's or at least yeah. all of BC's problem. Exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. pleasure to be here.